0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh,
1: yeah. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. What time is it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and
2: Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service. The experienced lawn care specialists.
1: 1057
2: The Fan. Haiti 1057 The Fan. News
3: from the NAS Football Friday. Featured artist Friday. Two first place teams. m Bank Stadium. Ravens six point favorites over Seattle. Seahawks coach Pete Carroll on NFL Network Radio was asked about and talked about glowingly. Lamar Jackson.
4: Yeah, they're well aware of what they got, you know. And, and when you call a drop back pass with him, it's different than other guys because it could easily wind up being a QB draw, you know, or a QB sweep because he takes off. And so uh, it, there's a different way of looking at it. You know, you, you you're hoping he has a chance to take off because there's always so much space. He's run, like you said, he's he's carried the ball over 70 times already, uh, almost 400 yards already. Uh, that, that's that's the factor. You know, that that is the factor. I mean, he's a good passer. Uh, and, and you can see their confidence growing in him and just in the, final, in the last few weeks as he continues to, to whip it around. He can do everything, you know. So uh, he's a great player and, and he's a great factor in their team.
1: Uh, that's it's all true. You know, I, I mean, they, they're going to have to be able to stop. They, they've got to have a plan for him when things break down. You know, that that's the biggest thing. Arizona's probably done as good a job as anybody has. But uh, Detroit did not. You know, because if Lamar's going to get 50, 60 yards rushing, then pretty much, and he's got time to throw, Ravens are on. Then the Ravens are on. Because he has shown people that he can throw from the pocket. And then, you know, when they spread people out and he can take off and run, all of a sudden, boom, he hits you for 20.
3: But they're not going to Seattle duplicate what Arizona did defensively, I wouldn't think. <laughs> no, they, they haven't you know sure. over time
1: and that's it's not like Pete's style. I mean Pete's going to Pete's going to do things cuz Pete likes to bring pressure and do those things and he's got Jamal Adams. You know they basically play 5 DBs most of the time cuz Jamal Adams you know isn't is their third safety basically. So no, I don't see them you know just going with 3 and Leonard Williams is going to be in in the rotation. Frank Clark's going to be in the rotation, so they're two new guys, you know, and so no, I don't see him just rushing three on a on a regular basis.
4: Pete Carroll, what do you think of this Ravens new look offense under Todd Monken? They're throwing the ball quite a bit, you know, dropping back and trusting it. And protection is good, and uh, Lamar's doing a really good job with it, and uh, you can just see that they've just shifted some, you know, some emphasis. But uh, they're still a running football team. They're still averaging 140 yards a game rushing, so they're able to mix it really well and. Uh, you know, he, he adds so much. He's 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 rushed 70-something times already. 74.
1: Yeah, well, the thing about it, to, to Pete's point, you know, I mean, in rush attempts, they are um, number one in the league in rush attempts with 259. Now, pass attempts, they're 29. So, I mean, they still are predominantly a run football team, but their quarterback's completing 71%. You know so that's that's the difference.
3: And you thought and it still could change before the season it would be more 60-40 pass mm-hmm. hasn't really played out that way.
1: No, well, has not. You know, but I mean I'll bet you passes called bob probably 60-40 that turned into Lamar runs or you know the RPOs, you know cuz a run pass option and and it's a run instead of a pass. So I could still See it coming because
3: of like this, like pizza. The protection's been good. It's video at The fan news from the nasty Davian Clowney. Ravens got him late in the process. Three and a half sacks through eight games. Pete Carroll talks about the former number one overall pick's resurgent year.
4: He looks really flashy still. You know, he's he's got such a such great length. He was so tall and lean and all that. He looks great wearing twenty four. You know, he just looks like you know. It just looks cool to see him out there playing. He's had some, you know, three sacks I think already, and been a factor. They're rotating him in, so uh, just there's a natural level of respect, you know, because he's been really special for a long time.
1: I think Pete understands. I mean, because he was with us in San Francisco for all those years, and in the past, the elephant is what we called him. That was always the most important person on the defense, and, and you know, Pete kind of grew up in that defense. So, Pete understands, and with veteran guys, because we always had veteran pass rushers. So, Pete understands that, and like like he said, I mean, Clowney has. I mean, we've talked about Clowney every game because he's been in the back. You, you notice 24.
3: He also noticed that inside linebacker yeah. duo of Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Pete Carroll, very much aware of what they're bringing to the equation.
4: Terrific athletes, speed, committed. Both their guys are really good. Queens were really good, you know, and they, they fly around, flash around. I mean, this is just as, it's just as difficult and challenging as it gets, you know, the the speed behind the, the good play they get from up front, and the guys on the back end they have an excellent secondary, you know, in the end. So, but they do their part to, to add to it all.
1: Um, I mean, I mean if you watch the Ravens and you don't say that those two linebackers are really good, I mean, you don't know what you're watching, you know. And Pete understands that. I mean – Ro- Roquan's like fourth in the league in tackles, and I'm guessing, you know, Queen is not far behind. But they're both fast, explosive, and they're tackling machines, and Queen, and they both gotten uh, opportunities on the quarterback.
3: And let's shift it back to the Ravens coaches real quick. Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator. You're looking at Seattle's offense compared to previous weeks. How's that game plan changing?
5: Yeah, I definitely think that goes, goes into, you know, how we set up a game plan for sure is you're always watching it through the lens of um, what you feel like their offense does really well, and, and what puts you in a position to stop those types of plays. So um, I think that you know just goes back to how you how you build it from the get go, how you practice it in the offseason So when you you know when you do see different offenses throughout the year, you feel you feel like you're well equipped um, to do things that the guys know how to do and uh, can tailor it to that team.
1: I, I would say the things that they got to stop against Seattle, Bob. Number one, Walker you know, in a run game, you know, because he can he can catch it and run it, and he can bounce it, and he's got the speed to get outside. And then Metcalf and Lockett, those are the key guys. And with Metcalf, the deep ball. And with Lockett, he's going to be the third down guy, the underneath guy. So, I mean, those are the three critical factors offensively
3: for Seattle. It's video 8801057, the fan featured artist Friday. It's Outcast, it's chosen by you, the people. It's also Football Friday. Ravens six point favorites get Seattle by ourselves coming up next. We'll talk about the sporting world for you heading into the weekend. Count that cash. Hopefully, KJ Wright, former Pro Bowl linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, Super Bowl winner, he returns to the program. We'll preview the game with him. Got NFL lunch coming up at one o'clock. We'll do our picks for week nine, started last night. And then Kay Constable. Back QL, we're going to do a little gambling. Mm. Let's do some gambling. Do a little parlay and point spreads. Is the six a little aggressive there?
2: From the This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dodge makers. Are you buying
3: Straight cash, homie. Or are you selling? Well,
6: I'm not gonna buy into that crap.
2: Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two years. Call 866 90 Nation or online at windownation.com. The hey, Haiti
3: 1057. The fan. it is Football Friday. It's featured artist Friday. It's Outcast. Just tuning into the program. We got a lot going on in World of Sports this weekend. Let's count that cash first, buy or sell.
1: Bob, it says uh, a pair of key economic reports reinforce the idea that the Federal Reserve is done with interest rate hikes. Okay, because of that, guess what? We got a lot of green. The Dow is up 265. The s and is up 47. NASDAQ is up 177. Oh, I've never seen this from DraftKings before, Bob. They're up $3.74 to thirty two seventy four. Awesome. Yeah. Under Armour they're up $0.20. A
5: couple good days in a row. Uh, we'll start here in baseball. Uh, Bruce Bochy. In a world, a sports world, that is, that Ooh. often favors youth, Bruce Bochy came out of retirement at age 68, led the Rangers to their first World Series in franchise history. But on an individual level, it's his fifth World Series appearance, fourth World Series win. Also boasts an impressive 6-0 record in winner-take-all games throughout his career. A postseason win percentage now over 600. Buy or sell Bob. Bruce Bochi is the best manager in modern baseball history. Oh boy, he got La Russa, But he lost a bunch
3: of World Series. Torrey was fired three times yeah. before he even got the Yankees job. I'm going to go ahead and buy that, dude. Oh. Hey, look, Earl Weaver was one and three in World Series with teams way better than any team Bruce Bochy's ever managed. So, yeah, let's give this guy. What's the new thing that young kids say? Flowers? Told you, I think it's lame because whenever you're giving flowers as a dude, you're usually desperate to get your girlfriend back and she throws your flowers in the trash and thinks you're a scrub. That's what I hear anyway. But, yes, I'm buying that. People misuse the term, by the way. Yeah, it's so dumb.
5: Well, it would okay, work. can you for, say it, pay it, tribute,
3: uh, give him credit? I don't.
5: Know. Uh, I don't want to waste time. Why are that, we but.
3: changing things?
5: Uh, Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill is going to face his former team for the first time since being traded this Sunday. And as Chiefs CEO Clark Hunt looks back on that trade deal from a few years ago that sent Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, he says it's a win-win for both sides. On one hand, Miami received maybe the best wide, wide receiver in the league on pace to break his 1,700-yard season from a year ago. Uh, And then the Chiefs got a haul of draft picks that they have since turned into players like Sky Moore, Trent McDuffie, Rasheed Rice, and others. Vinny, are you buying or selling that this was truly a win-win trade?
1: I'm going to sell it. You know, like all those names you just mentioned, their production has not been great. You know, I mean, but how do you knock the trade? They won the Super Bowl the next year, you and, he know? Won, and
3: he won MVP, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, without Tyreek Hill. So but when have we? And I haven't watched every snap of the uh, Chiefs this year, but when's the last time he's thrown an eighty-yard laser down the field? Yeah,
1: he, yeah, he hadn't. But the, the thing that that I that the Chiefs are so much better in their draft picks, the DBs, their defense, their defense is what's
5: been really good as of late. Back to baseball here and back to the Rangers. Corey Seager Mm -hmm. rightfully winning his second World Series MVP of his career. Uh, Three homers, drove in six over the span of that five games against Arizona. Uh, Now just one of four players all time to win two World Series MVPs. But you look at his regular season career, he's only received MVP votes three times. Uh, His recent output with Texas has been off the charts. I think Mike Bordick mentioned it yesterday, but... Over 40 home runs, over 110 RBIs in his last 162 games. Buy or sell, Bob? Corey Seager will win regular season MVP at some point in his career. Oh, I'm buying it 100%. If it wasn't for Shohei Ohtani
3: getting it this year, because he's Kelly Leak at the major league level, he'd win it this season. But yes, I'll buy that he gets that because Otani's probably going to wind up with the Dodgers, which puts him in another league. So Corey Seager will win an MVP. I thought Manny would have one by now. So, again, I can be wrong from time to time.
5: Go back to the NFL here. Mark Davis, Uh, he saw enough from the Raiders' offense this year, decided to clean house earlier this week. Head coach gone, GM gone, offensive coordinator also gone, and Jimmy G lost his job as starting quarterback. The Raiders' offense, they rank dead last in rushing yards per game despite having Josh Jacobs 29th in points scored, any buyer sell under a new interim coach. Vegas will see improvements in both of those categories the rest of the season.
1: I'll buy it. I think the players were done with uh, the coaches, the offensive coaches. I think they were done with Josh McDaniels. And even uh, Devontae Adams said, you know, I don't know that the coach needed to be fired, but something needed to be done. Basically, he was saying, yeah, that was you know, and the fans are cheering that McDaniels is gone. So, I mean, that's why I think they're going to win. They're going to beat the
5: Giants because they're going to be relieved that that dude is out. Saw the videos, in the locker room. I mean, they're partying in there. They're playing cornhole, celebrating. Yep. It's like you wouldn't think that they just uh, fired a bunch of people earlier <laughs> in the week. Uh, we'll close with this once again: baseball. Man. We
1: love Josh McDade. Right.
5: The season's over, which means our attention turns to free agency. And Bob, you mentioned Shohei Ohtani there. He's the hey. big fish. He's the big ticket item this winter, but. Who else will draw big interest? Some names that come to mind, Blake Snell, Matt Chapman, Aaron Nola even. But R.J. Anderson with CBS Sports has Cody Bellinger listed right behind Otani as the top free agent. Uh, Certainly a bounce back year for Bellinger. He hit over 300, 26 homers, 97 RBIs. It's very good, but are you buying or selling that he's most coveted behind Otani right now? I'm going to sell
3: it because I think Blake Snell is going to be a very coveted piece. So is Josh Hader because you can never have enough pitching. But Bellinger's career was in free fall up until last year. And if you remember, Nolan, I was kind of hoping the Orioles would make a little bit of a run at him. (coughs) Goes to the Cubs and he had a monster season. Was named, by the way, as the uh, nationally comeback player of the year last night by the Major League Baseball Players Association. The same group. The Players' Choice Awards that named Gunnar Henderson as the American League's top rookie. He's coveted, but not the second most. Blake Snell's going to sign a monster contract somewhere. It's video at Haney, 105.7 the fan when we come back. K.J. Wright's going to be joining us. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's an all-pro with Seattle and with the Raiders, ironically enough. He returns to the program, bottom of the hour. Statistical breakdown of the two first-place teams with Vinny coming up around 12.45 or so. And then we'll feed you more football. It's NFL lunch. It's a big week. Week 9 started last night. The Steelers survived Tennessee. Uh, Damn Steelers just won't disappear.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect opportunity You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Man.
1: different sports, different teams, different opinions. There's one place to talk about them, and it's on 105.7 The Fan. Don't go anywhere
3: else. Featured artist Friday, Viddy at Haiti 1057 the Fan. It is Outcast as chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from them? Another hour and a half to go. Get your request. Plots for tax line at 4 583 1057 Nolan McGraw over there waiting for you. Bob Haiti, Viddy Serrado, two first place teams, MT. Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. Ravens six-point favorites over the Seahawks. Going to be a lovely day in downtown Baltimore. Here to talk about that and the NFL through eight weeks. Now into week number nine with the Steelers winning last night against Tennessee. Super Bowl champion, all-pro, returning to the program on the WGK Law guest hotline. Let's welcome back K.J. Wright. K.J., good morning, your time. Good afternoon, our time. Welcome to the show.
6: Good morning, good morning. How's it going your
3: way? It's good? going all right, man. waiting for this big game coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Before we get to oh, that, yeah. though, uh, the Raiders, you played your uh, last year with Oak, well, Vegas, excuse me. And the Raiders made the playoffs at 21. We saw the cleaning of the house with McDaniels, the GM, the OC, all going there. I mean, you had the uh, Mark Davis experience. What, what's going on there? Is it a rudderless ship with Las Vegas? Storied franchise for sure, but not as relevant as they were when we were kids growing up, when they were contenders every single year.
6: I want to be as respectful as I possibly can because the Raiders gave me an opportunity when no one else would. But I just look at Mark Davis, and he has just single-handedly just buried this franchise into the dirt. It's just poor decision after poor decision after poor decision. Uh, You start with John Gruden. Who in the world gets a 10-year A can you hear a contract? Who does that? Coming straight out of the media. Um, He left a very passionate, loyal fan base, leaving Oakland, coming to Vegas, Um, missing away game, each and every game for them because there's more away fans in Vegas than there is home fans. Um, And then he hires. um, But then my last year, Rich Passaccia, leads us to the playoffs. John Gruden gets fired. Rich Passaccia is the man. The players love him. We respect him. He got us going. He kept us afloat when everything said our season should tank. And he just lets them walk away and bring in Josh McDaniels. And so um, when I saw the stat, he's paying both these guys $80 million and $90 million not to coach. Um, It's just bizarre to me. And so when Antonio Pierce does do well, when he does get this culture right, these players bought in, simply hire the man, keep it in-house, but um, just really, really bad decisions by Mark Davis. Hopefully they get this thing figured out.
3: KJ, do the Raiders as an organization still have the juice that they used to? I mean, you look at the Dallas and the Steelers, they, like these historic franchises just have this rep and people want to be part of a legacy, whatever it is. Are the Raiders still in that conversation the way that they used to be for many, many years?
6: They're not. They're not. And just coming from Seattle, play here a decade. um, I know what winning looks like. I know what great culture looks like. I know what believing you can win a football game looks like. And it's just something that's just over there, something in the water, something in the atmosphere. But when things go bad, it just continues to go bad. And so they need to get the right players in that building, the right leaders, the right coaches to just simply clean house, clear everything out. And um. And it was really hard to see. I'm glad that I went there and just shared some of my knowledge and expertise and insight to what winning football looks like. But they don't have enough guys. KJ, who's Mark Davis's entourage? Who does he listen to? <laughs> that that I don't know. Anytime I saw him at a game or uh, I'm out in the streets, he was with a different person. Each and every time I saw him, so who he listens to, um, he needs to stop listening to him because they're giving him really bad advice. We <laughs> so did, we, we did see pictures of him
1: life. with like some twenty-six-year-old hot babe
6: in his suite. Now I was going to say that, but I caught my tongue. He's with a different girl every time I see him. But hey, he's rich, um, he's wealthy, and so I would switch him out as well if I was him.
1: <laughs> now, uh, <coughs> KJ, now. What I said about this game between the Ravens and Seattle, I said if the Ravens can make it an AFC North game, a physical, tough, hard-nosed game, what do you think?
6: That's right up our alley. <laughs> let's, let's play some hard ball. Let's go. We, um, our defense, Seattle Seahawks defense, no one is talking about these guys enough. Bobby Wagner is back. We have Jamal Adams. We just got the big guy in the middle, Leonard Williams. And so we're playing outstanding against the run. And um, that's our type of party. But um, if our offense tries to do it, we've been okay running the football. We've been okay um, controlling the trenches on offense. But on defense, um, we're playing lights out on that side of the football. And just watching Lamar Jackson, watching Andrews, all these running backs he has, these guys are explosive. Their RPO game, their zone read game, he's shooting the ball down the football field. And so there's a lot that this offense can do. And so we most definitely have our hands full.
1: Yeah, now with Geno Smith, he's thrown five picks over the last three games, and he's played two AFC North teams in the last three games, quarterback rating 78-70. and 70. What are the issues you've seen with him? And in the Cleveland game, I know you saw it, that dude, he
6: dropped a, picks, a walk-in pick six. Oh, yes, we would have lost a game yeah. if that was the case. And just, just looking at Geno, I haven't seen this much hesitation out of Geno Smith. Shane Walsh in the office of coordinator, he draws up the play perfectly, but he's just second-guessing himself. He's just real hesitant back there in the pocket. He has plenty of time. And then just poor decision after poor decision, get the ball out on time if you're Geno Smith. And so what got him to to, uh, being a pro bowler, what got him him to being comeback player of the year was in protecting the football, being explosive downfield, and just simply making really, really good decisions. And so um, he's in his head right now. The media is calling for Drew Locke to be the savior and save the season. We're still five and two.
4: Mm-hmm. We're in a
6: really, really good position. Number three in the NFC. But if Geno Smith can get back on track, utilize these weapons that we have, we'll be in really good shape in the month of November and December.
1: Now, KJ, when I look at the old line, like the inside guys, the three inside guys, it looks like a rotating door kind of thing, like injuries or whatever.
6: And then is Peters older than you? Peters is probably twice my age. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. You got to be fifty, right? Forty-one. <laughs> okay, I'm thirty-four. <laughs> uh, you can still play then. Uh, I'll probably pull a hamstring or tear a knee, but I can still play.
1: Now, what do you? What do you? What's your opinion of the offensive line? Because I think you know Peters. I, I think that you know the speed guys. I think Owe and then Clowney. I think they're going to give him some problems. I like Cross. But the guards, yes. the, I think uh, Matt Abike inside on the guard, I think if he can get his one-on-one matchups, he's going to have trouble. And then I think, to me, the center plays small. And I think, like, Michael Pierce, who's 350, is going to walk him back some.
6: Yeah, so Evan Brown is our center, mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah. guard by committee. It's been Damian yeah. Lewis, it's been Phil Haynes, and all of these guys have been battling injuries. And um, But I, offensive line coach Andy Dixon has done a really, really good job moving guys around. Peters can play guard. He played right tackle last week when we played the Cleveland Browns. And so for him, get the best five guys out there. Move Peters inside if you have to. We've seen him do that with the Cowboys. And um, Charles Cross will be fine. Yep. But um, my offensive line, they're, they're okay. They're okay. The, the three guys up the middle, do, they do have me uh, slightly nervous. But that's up to Shane Waldron. Hey, let's get the ball out quick. Let's get some play action going. Let's um, get this ball on the perimeter to make sure we don't expose these guys' limitations.
1: Yeah, and you know what it seems like, KJ, watching the film and stuff? I mean, Metcalf, they want to get him like three deep balls a game. Lockett, they'll get him a deep ball. But third down situations, Lockett is the guy. And within Jigba, it seems like they want quick screen. They want to get the ball in his hands and let him run some. 100%.
6: One hundred percent, and don't forget, watch this guy Sunday. His name is Jake Bobo. Yeah, he's an unjacketed rookie out of, uh, yes sir, out of UCLA. Yeah, a white kid. He, he a, stands, he stands out. <laughs> and he ran a four nine <laughs> twice at, at his pro day. Oh, him and Haney and so, run uh, the same
3: speed. Four nine, <laughs> so, and what the he, five million?
6: <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he's not a blazer, but the guy can find a way to get open. But hands down, our best receiver is Tyler Lockett. Mm -hmm. He's Mr. Consistent. He's going on five years with getting over 1,000 yards receiving. And so I just love his consistency. I love his hands. He always finds a way to get open. And so Tyler Lockett, if we get him the football, we're going to be in really good shape.
1: KJ, how do you attack that Seattle defense? Because the secondary is outstanding.
6: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I look at our, I look at our second gear, secondary. You have Rookie of the Month, Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. You have Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs. And, and on Brown's the other side, too. you have
4: yeah.
6: Trey Brown and Tariq Woolen. Those guys are lights out. And I look at our linebackers, Bobby Wagner. I look at Jordan Brooks. Both of these guys are playing at the Pro Bowl level. What does concern me, though, what does concern me is we lost Chenna Uosu. He was a guy that just got paid this offseason. He set the tone up front. He was that monster, that mean, nitty-gritty guy that you want to control the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. We lost him. And so replacing him is a guy named Daryl Taylor. I need Daryl Taylor. They're going to try you. They're going to try you in the run game. They're going to run right at you. And they're going to see if you're disciplined in the zone read game. If he if he doesn't play smart enough, he doesn't play disciplined enough, they're going to attack him almost every play. And so be alert for number 52, Darryl Taylor. They try to expose him. But other than that, we're, we're pretty jammed up.
3: K.J. Wright, All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, Vinny and Haney, 1057, the Pats, Seattle Six-Point Dogs here at Baltimore. How would you assess the power in the NFL? AFC, for instance, six and two teams, Ravens one of them, Philly 7-1, you guys are in first place. Where is the mm-hmm. dominant team? Is it good that the NFL doesn't really have that, air quotes, dominant squad right now?
6: I, I love this. I love this. It is even all the way across the board. Who's going to come at the AFC? It's looking like in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles are starting to make a little bit of separation. Um, I'm thoroughly surprised in the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Three losses in a row. Brock Purdy, you're giving me five interceptions in the last three games. Um, I'm not sure what's going on over there in San Francisco. But then you come to the AFC. I'm a big fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. I just love how... They they handled that adversity early in the football season with Joe Burrow's injury, with um, didn't connect well with any of his receivers. And now these guys are really starting to pick it up. And so this Bills-Bengals matchup, the Dolphins-Chiefs, um, I really like the Bengals really taking off in the month of November and December.
3: K.J. Wright, tell us about your podcast, the K.J. All Day podcast, is that?
6: Yes, sir. Check us out on YouTube and Spotify, K.J. All Day. We got the great Larry Fitzgerald coming on next week. Nice. Uh, we the man has stories for days, competing against him for over a decade, um, just witnessed greatness each and every time I watched film and played against him. And so we've interviewed Golden Tate. Um, I'm losing my brain. Cliff Averill, Jermaine Curse, so a lot of my guys. Tyler Lockie came on. So, yeah, go check us out
3: thought you were going to say Golden Richards, the old Cowboys receiver. That would have been a pull right there. Yeah. K.J. Wright, <laughs> appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the games this weekend, and hopefully we can talk to you before the season's over.
6: Sounds like a plan. Thank you, Doug. You, God. you got it.
3: K.J. Wright's video at Haney, 1057. We'll come back. Stat breakdown of the two first-place teams coming up next, NFL lunch, top of the hour. We'll do our picks for Week 9 in full. We started last night with Pittsburgh, Tennessee. We'll get into that. And then Kate Constable. From BetQL. We'll do a little uh, gambling talk with her, see what the parlays to play would be. And it's the six point spread, Baltimore at home against the. Not all appropriate.
1: Vinny and Haiti crunch the numbers. Oh Sunday Stats Preview. 105.7 The Fan. picks games and that's about it. Vinny
3: and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, here on this football Friday. Featured on its Friday. It is outcast. Ravens six-point favorites in Seattle. But let's break these two teams down statistically. Why, for instance... Are the Ravens that big of favorites against a first place team? Stats. Well,
1: when we look at Seattle, Seattle's a plus two. Now, offensively, they're they're 16th overall, 334 yards a game. Points scored, they scored 24 points a game, 11th. Passing, they're 15th, 227. Pass attempts, 27th, 231. So they're down there with the Ravens in pass attempts. The Ravens, the Ravens uh, have attempted 228. Completion percentage, 13th, 66-7. And, and KJ talked about the inconsistencies, you know. Uh, average per completion, 11th, 7.4. Touchdown passes, 19th, 9. Interceptions are 17th with 6. Sacks, 28th, 14. He doesn't get sacked a lot. Throw, You know, he gets rid of the ball. He's a veteran guy. Gets rid of the ball, and um, he'll throw it away, throw interceptions. Now, rushing, they're only 18th. 107 yards a game. So, I mean, pass their 15th, rush their 18th. Rushing attempts, their 24th. 173 rush attempts. So, passing attempts, they've got 231. Rush attempts, 173. So, that's a little – I thought they would run it more. You know, Pete likes to run a football, but they've they've thrown it 50 more times. And they average 4.3, which is 11. Third downs, they stink. They're 23rd, 35%. Red zone, they're 19th, 50%. Penalties, they're 12th with 51. Now, defensively, they're 16th. Same as the offense. They're right in the middle of the pack. I mean, for a team 5-2, and two, Bob, and they're both 16th on offense and defense, that's not good. That's not going to take them far. Mm-mm. Points allowed, they give up 20. They score 24, give up 20. Against the pass, they're 22nd. 234 yards a game. Pass attempts, 19th. 266. Completion percentage, they give up 65% completion. They're 16th. Average per completion, 6.8, 13th. Touchdown passes, they're pretty good. They're fourth. They've only given up eight touchdown passes. Interceptions, they're somewhere right in the middle, 18th. They've got six. Sacks, they're fifth, twenty-six, And it's spread out amongst a lot. Rushing, they're eighth against the rush, 97 yards a game. Rushing attempts, they're ninth. So people throw it um, 70 times more then they run it against them. And I think a lot of it is they don't get a ton of pressure. Average per rush, they're very good, 3.8. That doesn't really correlate. You know, I think that's early on. And even like KJ was talking, you know, they've been playing great against the run, but the Browns ran for 155 yards on 40 carries. Right. So The minus
3: Browns, Nick Chubb. Yeah, so it. the
1: Browns, yeah, Hunt had a, had a decent day. Third down conversions, they stink. They're 29th, 45%. Red zone, they're horrible, 30, 30th, 73% in penalties. They're 12th with 46. So, I mean, overall, they're just kind of average. And on offense and defense, they're not good on third down or red zone. So, I mean, that's that's the thing with them. And, you know, Bobby Wagner's their their tackle guy. You know, he's got 76 tackles, two sacks. And then Jordan Brooks, the other linebacker, is the second leading tackler with 67. Um, Safeties? Love and Diggs, they're the third and fourth leading tacklers, so they, they don't mind. And then you know who's next? Witherspoon, uh, the, the rookie. rookie he's yeah. got 33 tackles. Bob, he's got 33 tackles, two sacks, eight pass defense, and an interception. Not too bad. And then maffei has got 21 tackles and five sacks. And uh, Kenneth Walker, he's got 117 rushes, 516, averaging 4-4. He's got 20 rushes over five. Or five rushes over twenty yards, six touchdowns, fourteen receptions. You know his yak is one thirteen, so he's good after the catch. And then Charbonneau, he comes in and he's he's got twenty eight carries, averaging five point eight, and he's got two rushes over twenty yards, and he's got eight catches with sixty two yak yards. So the running backs have you know almost two hundred yak yards. Metcalf, in he's got twenty seven, averaging fifteen. You know, two touchdowns, six catches over 20 yards, and 92 yak yards on 46 targets. So, I mean, 26 catches, 46 targets, not great. And then Lockett, like K.J. said, that's the the guy. He's got 35 catches, 370, averages 10-6. He's the underneath guy, three touchdowns, 79 yak yards. That surprised me a little bit that he doesn't have more yak yards. And he's got 35 catches on 49 targets, and then in Jigba, he has 23 for 209, but he's got a like you said earlier, Bob, 141 yak yards on 36 targets. So they like, like I said earlier, quick screens and stuff. They like to get him. And then KJ mentioned Bobo. He's got 10 for 135 with two touchdowns on 13 targets. So when they throw it to him, it's usually complete. So I mean, that is that is their that is their guys offensively, defensively, and their stats. And like I said, they're a plus
3: two. And looking at them, to your point, they're not really great at any, okay, top 10 run defense and fourth down defense is number four, but everything else is either mediocre or they stink at it. Yeah, They're not great at any one particular impactful thing.
1: The only thing, Bob, two two that they're in the top five, average per rush against 3.8 and sacks their fifth. Those are the only two. But, I mean, when when you look at it, though, Bob, I mean, all right. Um, they've played bad teams. They've played Carolina, Giants, Arizona, you know, and then uh, Joe Burrow when he couldn't move. Right. You know, so they haven't played a ton. You know, so, I mean, I'm guessing they made a lot of hay with the Panthers, the Giants, and Arizona.
3: The We'll come back, feed you some football, NFL lunch style. Going to hear more from Todd Munkin. Going to hear from Mike McDonald ahead of this matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. We'll do our picks for week nine, which started last night. And then we're going to do some gambling talk with Kate Constable from BetQL as we have a big weekend of football coming up. Before we get to the break, though, I want to pay tribute, tip the cap, To Walter Davis, Greyhound, former North Carolina All-American, five-time All-Star for the Phoenix Suns, 1978 Rookie of the Year, passing away at the age of 69. The Greyhound, rest in peace.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.